Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. The Oregon Wine History Archive is located at Linfield College in McMinnville, Oregon, and is dedicated to preserving and sharing the Oregon wine story. This podcast will share these stories through oral history interviews we've conducted throughout the industry. Please enjoy these stories. All right, my name is Rachel Woody. I'm here with the Linfield College Archives, and we're doing an interview today with Taylor, Justin, and Joe, and we're at King Estate. It is June 13th, 2019. And usually the question we start out with is why wine? But we'd love to spin it a little bit, and given the family business of King Estate, it's more why the family business for you guys. You want to take that one? (laughs) Uh, Actually, I mean, I think we kind of just fell into it. Um, But uh, as far as what I know, uh, my my grandfather and my father both had always had interest in wine. And uh, I know that they came out to this property looking actually for hay. Mm. And uh, they decided that this would be a great spot for a vineyard. And so that's what they did. Well, the rest is history. Yeah. I, think, I think for the third generation, um, you know, all three of us have had a, a sort of a, uh, a non-linear path mm-hmm. to working with the winery. Um, you know, Taylor lived overseas in Germany and built a recording studio out there, um, went to art school in, in Portland, Oregon, um, and lived in Portland for a number of years. You know, Joe has pursued in his interests his whole life and is about to go off to Los Angeles to go to film school. Um, and will continue, I think, to also uh, work with King Estate to help produce our media mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and contribute to the family business in that way. I, I uh, had a, uh, a music career for the first part of my life and, and started a recording studio in New York. So we, we, we've, we've all kind of had our own uh, uh, trajectories. But I think that um, at the end of the day, you know, if you have, if, why the family business? I would say one of the big, uh, one of the main uh, uh, answers to that question is in the question itself. It's family, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and this, is, this is the ship that we are really all in together. And I think it's natural for all of us to want to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it matters more than ever these days to uh, having a family business in this age of consolidation. It really kind of makes you stand out from the crowd in that regard. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's, a, there's, there. You know, King Estate is one of one of the larger uh, wineries in the state of Oregon that is uh, truly family owned. And family operated, um, and uh, I think that that we take a, a, a good deal of pride in that. Uh, as Joe was kind of saying, you know, there's there's so much uh, changing in the landscape in the industry right now for distribution, wineries, etc. And um, you know, we're kind of uh, holding down that flag of of the true family-owned, uh, uh, you know, uh, successful wineries in, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And speaking to that, you're essentially you're part of a legacy, and are, are there sort of pressures or um, benefits to having sort of that legacy mantle? Both. 
Yeah, yeah. both. Sure. We're not a high-pressure family. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if, if someone's going to be here, they have to be here out of a genuine uh, passion and interest for the for the, the yeah. craft and the industry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, huge, huge benefits, right? I mean, you know, for sure. that being, being able to contribute to all of the innovation that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taylor's done a lot of great label design work. Joe's done a lot of our uh, media to try to communicate everything that we're doing on the property here. Um, and uh, all of those message, all of that messaging, all of those visuals, all of that media ends up um, going out into the world. And especially in, in my uh role in the company in sales and we use we use the products that they make uh, all the time and, it, and they all tell the story of what King Estate is uh, where we're going mm-hmm. um, and, we, and so to be able to kind of contribute to to capturing that uh, but then also to to contributing to where it's all going mm-hmm. is uh, is a huge benefit for us I mean as the, th- as the third generation it's kind of what we should be helping to do yeah. Um, and then as far as challenges, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard sometimes when you're running a family business and, you're, and you and know, you've known each other your whole lives, your family, mm-hmm. but then you also have to make that switch in your head where you go into the business uh, For sure. mindset and you have to deal with each other, other in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, yep. it's yeah. challenging sometimes. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it's taking some adjustments. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But really, it's been pretty darn smooth. It has been, yeah. 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 We all like each other, so it helps. Yeah. It does help. It's <laughs> good to have that foundation of yeah. respect. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. to have that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, I know that you each touched on sort of what you do here in terms of skills and knowledge that you provide. Um, more formally, could you state for the record uh, what it is that you do in your job here? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll start. Uh, so I do video production. So I'm a video production manager is my title. Um, I also do uh, a lot of photography, copywriting, kind of a jack of all trades with that stuff. So yeah, but mainly video production, video editing. So yeah. uh, I started working with King Estate while I was living on the East Coast. I was living in uh, New York and uh, started working with the winery officially. I think in early 2011, I want to say, or yeah, around around that time and started uh, uh, managing the Northeast for the winery, uh, four states in the Northeast, um, Mm -hmm. managing our our distributor relations and sales in those states, and then moved back to Oregon about uh, four and a half years or so ago, and then uh, was working as an Oregon state manager for that a couple of years, and then a a couple years later, I, I took on the role of national sales manager, so I manage our sales organization, and we have uh, about uh, eight, well, we're about to have nine uh, sales managers across the nation. Um, I do graphic design management. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do basically, uh, also I help with marketing, marketing assistant. And I've been working, I started part-time while I was in college. So I think I started around 2008 here doing uh, POS materials for sales. Mm-hmm. Um, also like motion graphics for mm-hmm. media and yeah. Advertisements. Yeah, I've been doing adver- I do a lot of this, a lot of stuff. Kind of hard to pin it down. You Smart. are the entire graphic yeah. design department, one yeah. person. So that's yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. And were you all when you came in? Were you able to sort of choose? Okay, I'm very interested in this particular thing, or 
um, that were you assigned roles? Did you choose them? Mm, no, I think we had the the freedom to kind of figure out where we wanted to plug in. Yeah, they should play um, to our strengths, right? Yeah, exactly. And but, like uh, I think at that time when I started, uh, there wasn't really anyone doing graphics for us in house, mm. and so we kind of decided to bring it all back under the roof. So you went to school for that? I did I go to school yeah. for that. And then also, uh, Justin was in New York at the time, and I think uh, he was in a great opportunity to plug into the sales team there in the environment and get kind of a crash course in a very intense market. So uh, yeah. it's probably very valuable for him. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was all uphill from there. <laughs> Unless you moved to California. Downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> Downhill from there. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yep. Or both. But yeah, there, there was no pressure. I think it was, it was just a really cool. I think my dad was very thankful to have us want to be involved. You know, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's always and been it, a very welcoming environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've worked here on and off since I was in junior high, just different jobs, different capacities, trying to learn as much as I can about the property. Mm-hmm. And uh, the staff has always been very welcoming, very friendly, and uh, kind of mentors. And uh, yeah, so when it came time to this most recent round of us being here, it kind of you know made sense for it to play to our strengths. and. He's charismatic and he's got a hell of a good eye for video and or for design. I mean, and uh, yeah, and I just cut videos. <laughs> well, we and, we and you know, it's, we ne- we were never uh, to Joe's point. You know, we were never kind of pressured or pushed into working in, in the business at all yeah. with the family. Um, and so when we did come to it, I think it was sort of like fitting in where it felt most natural. You know, where, where, where we saw the opportunity, and then negotiating that with the winery, and you know, and the jobs, uh, the job has never been a given. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, I think we, we all know and feel that, um, that it's important to, uh, to excel, to excel and to exceed, to exceed expectations. You know, it is, it's, it's not a, it's not a gimme job. Um, and you know, we, we, we're going through a lot of challenges as an industry as a whole right now, I think. And, and you know, navigating those challenges um, takes uh, a lot of time every day, and, and, and you have to pay. You have to pay attention. You have to be on 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 the job. Um, and yeah. so and so, I think I think that we all really value we all value the opportunity to be working here, and I think we um, we try to do our best with it. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> You're all in agreement. We're all yeah. in agreement. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was interesting because I was definitely like a very fish out of water <laughs> when I first started because I, I did study visual effects and motion graphics and I was kind of in my head planning to go into the film industry in some way or another and uh, then I just kind of got lured back um, to come in and so I had to learn everything from the start. I, did, I, did, I was mispronouncing names of wines and I had no idea how a lot of stuff was done and just over the, the last decade or so I've really... I think picked up a lot, and I'm very thankful for that. We have a lot of really incredibly talented and uh, smart people who are working here in their jobs, and it's absolutely it's incredible, actually. Yeah, I'm thankful for that for sure. Yeah. It's also one of those pursuits that's fascinating because you could spend your whole life dedicated to learning about it and, and not know everything there is to know. So for sure, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I was very fortunate that I was able to work at the bar over there and work with people who were much more knowledgeable than me. And uh, yeah, there's just a wealth of knowledge out there, and it's if you really get into it and you become passionate about it, it's pretty rewarding. I don't want to call it hobby, but uh, what topic of study, I guess? Mm-hmm. Wine making, wine sales, wine industry. So yeah, wine history. I mean, we took a UC Davis uh, wine history course. That was pretty fascinating. Yeah. A lot of stuff there. And that's just scratching the surface. Yeah, I feel like so. we're taking a course every day. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> 
Well, in each of your respective roles, um, are there some larger goals or a larger vision that you're each working towards? Well, I mean, for me, I just, I'm always trying to see how we can step it up, make a better product visually, but also, of course, you know, I care about what's in the bottle. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to always make what we do better and uh, more accessible to people. And, um, yeah, I mean, I really, I've definitely gotten very into packaging, packaging design, and uh, I would say that has become kind of my passion. So um, I'm very thankful that I'm in the opportunity in the place where I can kind of just propose new ideas and a lot of them get shot down because it's pretty crazy but at the same time a lot of them don't and so that's really rewarding yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah it's great yeah uh, I, I think for me it's just uh, making a compelling video that engages people um, engagement's important and relevance and uh, we have a really powerful story out here and a powerful history but you know conveying that in a 30 second 15 second or even a minute video can be uh, difficult, you know, you can also become long-winded about it too, so it's about finding that sweet spot, um, you know, in, in telling their story, engaging people, but not, you know, dragging on kind of thing. So, and that's also changed yeah. too recently because of social media. Sure, exactly. We've kind of had to conform to that a little bit. And, yeah, you uh, get a 15 second, snip, yeah. you know, one minute, yep. something like that, so. Yeah. Yep. Would you remind me of the question again? Uh, larger goals slash vision hmm. with your respective role here. Yeah. Well, yours is a big one. Uh, well, I mean, so... You know, the sales piece, uh, obviously, um, it's just, it's challenging right now. There's so much uh, flux in the industry right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one of the, the biggest goals that I have is to uh, figure out how to align ourselves with the right kind of dis distribution, um, mm -hmm. distribution that values fine wine. Uh, a lot of major distribution is just driven by liquor. Uh, or beer, okay. and um, we we are in a in an interesting spot as a company because we are one of the larger uh, producers in Oregon, but you know by comparison to uh, suppliers in California or Washington or Washington <laughs> or Europe, um, you know or South America, um, you know we're we're small or you know small medium, and. Um, and so, you know, finding our way through the landscape of distribution and the landscape of the market um, and finding out what's, gonna, um, what's going to be the healthiest situation for King Estate out in the world mm -hmm. uh, is, 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 is challenging. And, but it's, it's my goal to, to sort that out um, for us. And it's an ongoing, um, it never really seems to stop. It's an ongoing process because mm -hmm. the industry and the market is always changing and so you're always sort of trying to figure out how to adjust yourself to make to, mm -hmm. to give yourself the strongest position um, so my goal would be to to sort out our, our, our sales situation make sure we have strong distribution strong sales force um, and I think ultimately all three of us you know looking forward beyond our current roles mm -hmm. um, I think all three of us know that um, it's going to take all, our, our, all of our efforts, all of our minds to figure out how to um, make sure that King Estate persists um, for the next generation. Mm -hmm. um, and so ultimately that, that really is, I think, that what underlies all of our individual goals. Mm -hmm. yeah. In your time thus far, do you have moments or um, events that you're most proud of so far? 
Well, I mean, the, we did a great little mini documentary on biodynamic farming. That was a pretty collaborative effort, and that was, uh, again, going back to the importance of telling our story. That was uh, probably a good uh, moment, I think, in terms of uh, in terms of that. So, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go. I've been on the Oregon Wine Board uh, since January, and um, while it's not necessarily directly related to King Estate. Um, well, I learned yesterday that um, some of the bills that we've been working on for the last several months, um, almost a year I think really, um, have, have, have taken really important steps forward and are now poised to, to pass. And some of those bills include, um, well one of the bills is called SB 111, uh, excuse me, 1, uh, 112. Um, and it is about uh, tax fairness um, uh, and making sure that California companies that buy Oregon grapes and, and, and bulk wine pay the taxes to, to the state, uh, which I think many of them haven't really been doing. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that for me is, is just a moment, a uh, recent moment. In fact, I learned all this yesterday um, that, that uh, I'm, I'm proud to have been, uh, I think, a, a pretty act, t taken a pretty active role in, in helping to make that happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, for me, it would be probably Oregon Solidarity Project. That's been a really fun project to work on. I'm proud to be a part of it. Uh, everyone who's contributed to that has just been it's been awesome. Like, I don't know. I don't think that that's really happened ever in the wine industry in Oregon, where people have come together so right. quickly and uh, kind of really done something so special like that. You know, it's it's very cool. And reaching uh, bridging that bridging that. Um, Sometimes people think of it as a little bit of a divide, let's say, between yep. the Willamette yep. and the Umpqua Road and some of the Southern Oregon AVAs. Yep. I mean, really, you know, coming together as a state. Yep. Right. Being there for each other. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Sends a message. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely sends a message. Yeah. And the Acrobat sale was also very, I think, kind of cool for the whole family, just because we brought out a product, we we built it. And then in the uh, middle of a recession. Yep. And, and then uh, uh, yeah, it was an interesting challenge, but yep. it was the right product for the right time, you know. Yep. And then, yeah. Yeah, building building that up to, you know, was uh, was an incredible. Yep. Uh, feat for this small company to do. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely been an adjustment for us after the sale, but I think we have a lot of good things cooking. So yeah. it's uh, oh yeah, lots of we get to, to yeah. focus, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Rosé Sauvignon Blanc. We have a new product called Inscription that's not out yet. It's coming out in August. Yep. It's going to be uh, a Willamette Valley Pinot Noir. Um, beautiful package. Uh, really great wine, and um, I think it's going to be pretty disruptive. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I want to dig into a couple of those things in a minute, but before we move to sort of present and then future, um, just one more question about the past. And um, for families, we like to ask the next generation, what was it like being children and growing up within the wine industry, especially at a time when the wine industry was not the behemoth it is yeah. currently? Um, what was that experience like for you? Well, at least for me, it was actually... I mean, I don't know anything different, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of cool to, I mean, I definitely have very, very vivid memories of being on this hill when there was nothing here, <laughs> and uh, except for a you know, field of hay. Yeah. And uh, seeing you know, my grandpa out here and my grandma and family members coming out here and just starting the whole thing from scratch, 
Um, I was very young, but I still have, you know, kind of memories here and there of it. But um, yeah, I was, I'm very, you know, fortunate to be involved. And uh, it's been really cool to see how it's grown and how the vineyard has expanded over the years and uh, all the different varietals that we've kind of gone into. And it's just, it's really cool. It's, you know, I wouldn't trade it yeah. for anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, lifelong learning experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but basically echoing what, what Taylor said. That's yeah, kind of like all I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah growing up, this was a, a, such a big part of our lives. It, it, um, it's hard to have a frame of reference for anything else. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a lot to learn. That's what I learned. Mm. Always a lot to learn. I mean, like you point out, I was going to say, is that we've always gone off and we've done our different things, yeah. but, but yeah. This, this has always been here. Yeah. It's always been kind of like... It's been a constant. Yeah, like yeah. I, kn I knew that I was going to eventually somehow come back. Come back, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, I think... To, to be totally honest, too, I mean, you know, um, our father is such a um, uh, uh, powerful personality, mm -hmm. um, and um, this is such, this has just his, been his baby. Mm -hmm. You know, he's given a lot of himself and his life to this place. Um, you know, from, for our grandfather, this was the company that he helped to found um, after he founded his original company, King Radio. Mm -hmm. um, which had nothing to do with wine. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so really, you know, our father has been really uh, deeply, deeply invested and involved in this emotionally and, and time -wise, every every way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to some degree it always felt like, you know, it was just his. And, and it is. But at the same time, it's more and more becoming sort of ours, the whole family, and we'll, and we're all kind of taking more ownership of it, um, in the sense that we, we just have that we're, we're developing that same emotional investment, or similar emotional investment. responsibility, similar yeah. sense of responsibility for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, and despite the fact that we've all kind of had our own um, directions, and, and you know, like I said, Joe's about to take a, a, a another new direction of his own um, down in Los Angeles. Um, I think that we've always kind of felt tethered. In some good, in a good way, mm -hmm. you know, uh, anchored or grounded in a good way, um, a little bit to not only to the winery but to the Southern Willamette area, and to Oregon, um, and it's really just a deep, deep part of who we are as as individuals. Mm -hmm. Well said. <laughs> I thought that's on camera <laughs> for perpetuity. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, right. it is now on the record. <laughs> Uh, so you touched on Oregon Solidarity yep. for the historical record. Could you talk about the events that led up to forming Oregon Solidarity and what that is? Sure, this might be better. For yeah, take. so so we got a call from um, from Jim Berno uh, and Walnut Valley Vineyards. Um, uh, they contacted a number of, of wineries throughout the state mm -hmm. to make us aware of these um, contract. Um, we won't say cancellations because the contracts weren't canceled, but the fruit was rejected. So these mm -hmm. contract rejections are these fruit, fruit rejections. Um, and I flew down and met up with uh, Jim and Representative Gomberg and Christine Clare and uh, a number of Southern Oregon vineyard owners. And um, we had a little um, small, essentially a small press event where, where we invited folks to come and report on the story mm -hmm. and we all helped to harvest one of the 
um, uh, Pinot Noir vineyards down there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just that one day, and so it, it became clear that you know what had happened was really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there. <sighs> So there, there are obviously the, the forest fires have, have really affected Southern Oregon. And there were a lot of vineyards that absolutely were um, affected by the smoke, right? Um, but there were many that, that weren't as affected. And in our mind, uh, coming from the sort of Oregon ethos uh, that we came up in, mm-hmm. uh, when you have a, a partner, a growing partner, or any kind of partner actually for that matter, in business, mm-hmm. um, if they fall on a hardship, you 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 do what you can to shoulder that with them. You figure out how to mm-hmm. work together to make sure that they don't lose their shirt mm-hmm. that year. Um, and and we didn't feel like that was happening, and it wasn't it wasn't happening. Um, and um, so we felt that it was important that everyone who had the means to be able to do so take it upon themselves to, you know purchase this fruit from them at the contract rate mm-hmm. um, and and make what wines we can make out of, out of, out of them and, and make sure that these these uh, farmers didn't didn't uh, face a disaster right. essentially financial disaster um, and so that's where this that's where the project was sort of um, was born out of um, and you know over the course of the, la- the last you know several months you know it um, it has sort of dovetailed into this larger uh, conversation, I think, about um, the relationship between Oregon and Washington, excuse me, Oregon and California, um, and and how um, how we have to negotiate that. Um, and uh, I think it is the Solidarity Project has helped put some focus on this issue, which has also helped drive some of the legislative um, fixes yep. that we've. Um, been working on and been having some success with recently. Um, so I think it was an important project beyond just making sure that the farmers weren't, um, you know, uh, in financial ruin that year. It, it really, it went beyond that. It was also about this broader question of how we're going to deal with our own popularity. Yep. Truth and labeling. Um, but, uh, but then, uh, yeah, truth, truth and labeling. Um, yep. And so Taylor <coughs> designed all the uh, uh, labels for the Oregon Solidarity Project. Um, the uh, Chardonnay, there's three wines. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a rosé, a Chardonnay, and a Pinot Noir. The rosé was made by J.P. Fellow mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Lett. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shared that duty. Um, actually, all the winemakers came together to talk about yeah. all the different varieties and how they were going to, to, um, to make the wines. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there was some consistency across the, you know, skews. Uh, and then the Chardonnay was uh, made by Walnut Valley Vineyards and then the Pinot Noir made by King State Winery. Um, so a really fun, amazing collaborative project. To Taylor's point, I mean, people yeah. came together so quickly. Yeah. I mean, this was literally, you know, the week that they were supposed to be harvesting to fulfill this contract for this California company that canceled on them yeah. um, was the, you know, we, we had to go back down and get the fruit and, and you know so uh, and then make the wines and put the packaging together put yeah. the marketing together you know we did a lot of work with local retailers as well um, that were really supportive Fred Meyer Safeway um, really supportive in, in making sure that uh, 
that solidarity got out there into the market and was in stacks and stores and people could you know hear the story we had interest coming in from all over the country we had you know strong orders from states out on the east coast and the southeast wow. i mean really really cool it was a really resonant story for folks for sure mm-hmm. yeah um and uh so and you know and, uh, all we want out of it is you know we want we want to do business with California. We want we want California wineries here. We want to sell fruit to California. We want to do all those things. We just ask that that they uh, try to take part in the Oregon ethos of, uh, of how we deal with each other as an industry and how we respect each other. Um, and then also, you know, be truthful about the products. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's my blast on that. I don't know if anybody else has anything to add. Pretty good. Yeah, no, it was also another opportunity to do an informative video. So we did another a little mini documentary about that as well. Um, interviews with the growers and yeah, it, I think it hits on a very personal level for a lot of people, um, especially when you're seeing the, the person who was affected so profoundly by this event happening. Um, I think it was, you know, some of them said two days before harvest, they got the notification. Yeah, a lot so, of them didn't have crop insurance. Yeah, so, uh, so they were, without that, it was game yeah. over. Yeah. So, yeah. Dire situation. There's a, there's a lot that came up in the, in that situation, that um, that I think has raised really important questions for the industry uh, in Oregon in terms of how we deal with some of these climate changes, how we deal with some of these new business uh, opportunities and relationships that that have developed. Mm-hmm. So it's been ultimately it's been difficult and it's been it's been really challenging, but ultimately I think it's going to be a really healthy and positive thing for the maturity and growth of the state. Mm-hmm. Agreed. To continue along this thought process, um, thinking about broader Oregon wine industry and also King Estate, what are some of the future challenges or opportunities that you are seeing on the horizon? I mean, we're bringing out new new products. Sauve Blanc is one, I think, that we have a chance to build and help define yeah. what an Oregon Sauve Blanc is. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think some of the challenges that we face are, are, are actually challenges that are faced by a lot of the industry. Yeah, gross. Um, like, uh, for example, you know, sort of disruptive new modes, like ordering, you know, using Seamless or Grubhub or whatever, you know, Uber Eats, and, and you know, people aren't going to the restaurant. Yeah. They're not buying the wine yeah. at the restaurant, right? Um, so you're seeing... And then, you know, and then you have retail, what's affecting retail, you have things like Amazon affecting how much people are actually going to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, direct to consumer. Because they're getting so many things just direct, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we got to figure out some kind of new alcohol delivery <laughs> service or something, you know, but to be competitive. But, Uber so we, booze. Yeah, so Uber yeah, booze. Uber booze. Uber booze. Well, we just have this, you know, so we have these disruptive elements that I think are, are, are big challenges. And then, of course, like I said, mentioned earlier, you know, just the shifting landscape of distribution in the market. Yeah. 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 Any other challenges or opportunities from your respective roles? I mean, going back to solidarity, I think California is a future challenge and a future opportunity as well. So, mm-hmm. kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. working on an even playing field with them may be a future challenge, but also an opportunity at the same time. So, right. yeah. 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 And to clarify, it, it's uh, it's in how we treat each other, the Oregon ethos you mentioned. And then also truth and labeling. Yeah. Is that pretty? Is there anything else I'm missing there in terms of the tension with California? Mm. Well, 
you don't want to paint a picture that's like you know too too promoting too much of an idea of tension, but uh, there has to be some kind of framework established for how we treat each other going forward. Yeah, I mean, and it should be it should be you know pointed out that we there are plenty of California companies operating in the state of Oregon doing, doing it right. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Lo a lot of good actors as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And. So along those lines, how does the Oregon experience, the Oregon ethos, the Oregon brand help sort of counter some of these challenges or help support you in finding solutions? I think the authenticity thing goes along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. We have an identity and it's firmly rooted in reality. Uh, we don't have a wine brand that's named after a person that doesn't exist. Fictitious uh, person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think authenticity and our voice and that's that's our tool. It's our strength. Yeah. And our family has always had that. Going back to King Radio, our grandfather was very focused on providing a, a product that was trustworthy and and honest and value. Mm -hmm. And I think that has definitely carried right on into King Absolutely. right on yeah. to King Estate. And yeah. I think we've all inherited that kind of drive and that uh, ambition to continue to do that. So um, and I think that, and also I think that extends to a lot of other wineries and and vineyards in Oregon. You know yeah. that kind of a responsibility to actually put out a product that you can depend on and that is uh, what says what it is and it is what it is, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, there's honesty yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, the, 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 one of the ethos pieces uh, from King Radio that is held over into this company and will go on into the future is just the basic, the, the basic idea that you should make the best product that you can and make it available to as many people as you can. Yep. So that means you have to price it fairly. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just looking for the square deal. You know, yep. um, you're not looking to gouge anybody. You're cut not corners. Cut, you know, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. You're not looking to cut corners. You're not yep. looking to overcharge people. You're not. You know, you're just looking for what's the perfect pocket where you've got the, a great wine at a great price. You know, um, that's that's an important piece. Yep. Uh, as far as the, the larger Oregon wine industry goes, uh, we talked about your involvement in the Oregon Wine Board and the Oregon Solidarity Project. Are there other groups or committees that any of you have been involved in, sort of outside King Estate but helping in, within the industry? Me, no. I've been pretty King Estate focused. Uh, I've been involved on and off with various groups, but never in a permanent sense. I think Justin's the, the one to answer that question. The OWA, OWB, kind of. Well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, there's you know, we said OWB. I am also I've been on the board of Food for Lane County for um, over two years now, um, and so it's a, essentially a food justice organization and, and making sure mm -hmm. that, uh, that that f folks in this county um, who need food assistance get it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, been it was involved with the Oregon Environmental Council for about a year, um, and uh, but uh, you know. And, and also Square One Villages, this, that's another organization that was on for about a year. I, I, when I joined the Oregon Wine Board, I had to leave Square One Village and um, Oregon Environmental Council because I just did not have the bandwidth to actually do all that and this job. But, um, or, but Square One Villages is also a fantastic organization. They offer um, transitional housing for folks who are trying mm -hmm. to you know, break the cycle of homelessness. And, mm -hmm. and um, so and not, not wine-related, um, but, uh, you know, important yes. issues. The community, yeah, for sure. Community related. Yep. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So thinking about growing up here, how have you seen both King Estate 
and this area sort of evolve from when you were kids to now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just just uh, a short, brief question. Yeah. I mean, I think when we started out here, uh, am, I, am I right saying that a lot of the road was gravel? Yeah. 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 This, yeah, uh, territorial, uh, territorial. That stretch of territorial is gravel, yeah. and uh, the the roads all here. We have a pretty pretty extensive paved road system on the estate, but it used to be just one road, one gravel road up to here. And uh, our first tasting room, like when we first started, was in a room about this size. Yeah. And uh, in the tower, in the north tower. And uh, so then we built the restaurant in 2005. Yeah. Um, I was actually in Germany during that time, but um, that's changed a lot. This whole area has changed a lot. And uh, I mean, it's, it's been awesome to see the grow and Iris coming in and uh, Chateau Lorraine and then Ale Song is now there. And so it's, it's cool to see uh, you know, kind of the little Southern Willamette Valley. Little hub. Little sprout mm -hmm. kind of happening. Yeah. Hope it grows. Hope it continues for sure. Oh yeah, I think and yeah. just in general, Oregon more broadly too. I mean, when we started, there was just a handful of yeah. you know yeah. wineries in the state, um, and we were really out of it in terms of the center. Oh yeah, we were way <laughs> far oh, yeah. away from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no man's but, land. You know, there, there, are, there are close to eight hundred now. I think. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Uh, at least you know wineries and wine labels. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, in the last. 20 years, the growth has just been a meteoric, right? Yep. Um, good and bad, in a way, you know. Um, I mean, right now, one of the leading, if not the leading, uh, retail Pinot Noir from Oregon is not made here and probably has California fruit in it. So if that tells you from going from, you <laughs> yeah. know, a tiny wine producing region no one really knows about to, you know, having vampires. <laughs> it's flattering. It's flattering, I mean, It's right? flattering, <laughs> but so it's also challenging, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, big, a lot of growth, a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to my next question, which is where do you see this developing in the next... 25, 50 years. This business or the, the industry in Oregon or just... I'd like to hear both, if you don't mind. Okay. Well. I, mean, I think we're going to keep doing what we do. Yeah. You know, as long as we're able to get grapes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like we're going to continue to make wine. Uh, that's my plan. Um, and we're going to innovate. Yeah, we're going to always I was going to say, yeah. innovate, change yeah. things up, but always focus on the core values For of sure. delivering, yeah. you know, yeah. it's in the bottle. quality and, you know, yeah. Yep. And making it attainable. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's going to get more challenging. For uh, many reasons. You know, as, yeah. as, as, as the climate yeah. also changes, too. Exactly. You're going to have people, you know, it, we're already seeing, you know, the attraction of work. We don't irrigate on our property. We've never irrigated. Dry we're farmed. dry farmed entirely. Yep. So, you know, that is like a unicorn for somebody coming from California, right? Yeah. Um, so Washington, just, too. Just yeah. highly, highly attractive, right? Yeah. In, in parts of Washington. Yeah. Um, really attractive. Um, to a lot of companies and I think it's already driving business up here it's going to drive more business up here um, you know I I think there's still a lot of growth yet to come in uh, in, in the Oregon wine category um, and it's going to and the Oregon wine industry is going to have more and more political um, gravity uh, within the state uh, in, in the coming generation um, I think one of the things that's going to be really challenging for um, 
organist to stay organ. Yeah. And, and, and hold on to those yeah. values that, that we feel um, define. And those things are going to change, yeah. right? I mean, like, we have to be open to those values changing, I think. But, uh, yeah. Starting being but, challenged, though, right it's now. Starting being challenged, yeah. yeah. Sure. And we have so. to, we're going to evolve. Yeah. But, but we have to also, in that process, I think, as we go through it, we have to think about what are the things that make us distinct? What are the things that define us? What are some of those core pieces that make Oregon, Oregon, or make King of State, King of State? Yeah. And make sure that, um, that we're always true to those, even if they evolve in some way, and they should. Yeah. Um, but we have to make sure that we're fundamentally um, true to those, to, the, to those sort of origins, I guess. Good stuff. Very good stuff. <laughs> Uh, for someone who's looking to enter the wine industry, what would your advice be? Buy a boat. Buy a boat. <laughs> yeah, well, take so a vacation. What, there's, <laughs> there's so many, you know, long-term people in the industry that say, oh, you know, I, I, uh, what I, I basically inherited this vineyard from my parents and I thought it would be uh, like a, a fun, you know, retirement thing. But they, they say, you know, don't do it. Don't do it, you know. But it's, it's, uh, but I, I feel like it's probably, probably one of the most rewarding things you can do. Um, when you have all these different factors that come into play and, you know, in the whole process of creating wine, having a high quality finished product in your hand, it's, I probably, you know, well, it does, it feels, it feels incredible. So it's yeah. very gratifying. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you consider all the challenges and like I said, variables. So yeah, yeah. a lot to juggle. And for us, it's nonstop. Yeah. Like as far as the family goes, you know, we're just constantly communicating about it updating each other, discussing what's happening, what's going on. I was going to say, I don't think yeah. anyone takes a day off. Really. It's like nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> our emails are constantly going. <laughs> We've got so much stuff going on right now today. You know, we got our brand new labeler delivered from Italy. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's probably, I don't want to toot our own horns, but it's probably one of the nicest labelers in the state. Oh, that labeler, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's had a lot of capabilities that we didn't have before. We just... Oh, yeah, like that no one has, like, yeah, yeah. in terms of what they can do on the bottle, in terms of labeling, and also we just got a brand new filler, we were kind of, we were reinvesting in everything, so I think the the original filler, the original bottling line that we had, we've been using for 28 years. Yeah, I was going to say 20 plus, yeah. So it was definitely time for an upgrade. We had one of the last working Crohn's, I think, fillers. In existence, yeah. We, antique. We, yeah, we were. Yeah. Uh, we went from an antique to the cutting edge. Like, yeah, we skipped the middle. <laughs> like it got, it got to the point where we could, we had to actually fabricate our own parts for it when the things broke down oh, because yeah. you couldn't source them from anyone because they weren't making them anymore. Yeah. So it, it kind of got to that point where I was like, okay. Yeah, now's the time. <laughs> now's the time, yeah. and uh, so yeah, we've totally reinvested in a lot of things, and it's just I think it's that cycle of just staying in it, keep going, keep chugging away, and it's. I think for me it's, I mean, I'm not super duper into everything, but like it's very, it's very gratifying because it's with the family and it's, it doesn't feel like work sometimes. 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 I mean, you know, <laughs> in parentheses. yeah, we, 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 you know, that's the thing. It's like when you, when you, when you win together in a business, it's always great. Mm -hmm. When you win together as a family in a family business, it's like amplified in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, uh, and we're doing that, you know, right now we've got, like us, you know, we've all acknowledged that there's a lot of challenges. There are a lot of challenges on the horizon. Um, but, but we are, we're innovators, we're fighters, we're honest players, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, um, 
and we know what we're doing is extremely high quality and, and, and high value yeah. uh, for the for the customer too. So, um, and we know you know the way that we take care of our property is the right way to do. It. We're the largest biodynamically certified vineyard in North America. You know, we've been certified organic since two thousand three, I think. Oregon um, Tilth. Yeah. Oregon by Oregon Tilth. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we're we we take a high level of pride in in everything we do it's it's not about what is the little piece of the business and do you want to devote you know your energy to that it's about no every little piece of the business you take pride in and you do every piece of the business right mm-hmm. um, yeah and so I, I i think i think that's something that we help reinforce with each other as a family you know? mm-hmm. was that even your question <laughs> Forget the, what the, the original. answer was definitely better, whatever okay, the question was. That was a very good answer. So that concludes the formal questions I have for you. Is there anything that I should have asked you or any last thoughts that you want to share with me? Go for it, Joe. What you got? I had a speech prepared. Um, Excellent. But I left it at home, so. Oh. Uh, uh, no, I mean, can you guys think of anything? Um, uh, it's, sure, we have more to say, but we don't, we don't want to talk your head off. Today is my 40th birthday. It is his 40th birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go uh, have a glass of rosé in my garden. That's my plan. Mm. And I'm going to join you. Yes. Nice. I'll be there. Yeah. I won't join you. Oh. <laughs> you live so close, too. I do. It's too hot outside. It is a little toasty. I might not do outside. So we go home and sit in front of my AC unit. That's yeah. right. With a glass of rosé. <laughs> With a glass of rosé. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. That was great. Thank you, Justin yeah. and Taylor, so much for your time and for, sure. for sharing so sincerely your stories. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank oh, we you. appreciate you being here. Thanks thank for, you. Thanks yeah. for talking to us. Yep. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. And thank you to all the supporters, partners, donors, and interviewees who have made our project a success. Be sure to check out our website at OregonWineHistoryArchive.org for more interviews, plus photographs, wine labels, and more. And stay tuned for more interviews as we tell the story of Oregon wine. The Oregon Wine History Archive podcast is brought to you by the Oregon Wine History Archive at Linfield College. The executive producer is Kiana Anderson. Producers are Rich Schmidt, Rachel Woody, Stephanie Hoffman, and Camille Weber. And a special thanks to all the Linfield Archive students who have contributed to these oral history interviews over the years.